0: what is up atlanta and welcome back
1: to the active atlanta podcast i'm your host doc jake swore and today we have one of my all-time favorite people on the podcast today he's been a long-time patient of ours but more importantly he is my barber he's the guy who takes care makes me look nice and fresh he's the founder and owner of trophy room barbershop he is a uh humor connoisseur an all-around incredible person i can't wait to have him on the on the show here so without further ado Rolando Ruby what is up my man hi Jake How you thanks doing? for having
2: me on here dude I've been looking forward to doing this for a while I'm excited
1: it's been a minute you're a busy guy you're tough to get a hold of so are you yeah that's
2: true but, and none yeah but it's true it's lined up finally I'm glad to be here it'll be fun I think we'll have some fun stuff to talk about
1: yeah so lay it on me man we were talking a little bit before the show um uh, well first of all
2: what's what's the what's the motivation behind um
1: Trophy Room. I mean it's one of the, it's easiest it's easily one of like the best barbershops in Atlanta. Um you guys are booked out. I have to book out like 6 weeks in advance on a minimum on on average. So like what was uh what was kind of the reason behind it? Why do you think it's so special?
2: Um first I I decided to do Trophy Room and become a barber out of a previous industry in real estate that in 2008 took such a dip that finding something else that was economically stable was something that a lot of people had to pivot to. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, barbering, the idea of barbering found me. And then before I knew it, I was in Sacramento going to a beauty school. And it happened overnight. (laughs) But Trophy Room came out of an idea that I had where in the... Typical industry of barbering of what I had gotten to know in the short time that I had been in it was that everyone has their lane in barbering Mm -hmm. and each barbershop also sets the tone for what kind of services and what kind of vibe they wanna extend themselves to out to the public. And for me, it was providing good quality haircuts in a timely manner, and treating your book of business like it was your own business so that each person felt responsible enough to take on their book of business and handle their book of clients to the best of their ability. And also being in a community environment is probably the most important part. Mm -hmm. And being in a community where you see the same people doing business with you, but doing business with other businesses in the community it's a nice remembering feeling of like when I was young, cause like I'm in my late mid fifties and, you know, growing up, everybody had like their small little business district that they went to. Yeah. And, you know, this is all before big box retail and, and, you know, shopping centers that were bigger than 5,000 square feet, you know, (laughs) before everything was just very like small scale from where I'm from in South Florida. Yeah, I think I'm getting off topic, though.
1: But this is a great I totally agree with you. I think like one of the well, I think that's one of the coolest things about being a barber. I think I draw a lot of uh, correlations between the style of business that you run and the style of business that I run. Um, You have to be timely. You have to be it's a it's a people's it's a people business, right? Like um, it's a a service business.
2: And and also it's high touch.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah. Both
2: of them are high touch, you know, and we know exactly from our most previous experience with COVID, but just in general, you're, you're physically touching someone to improve the quality of their life somehow. Yeah. And it can run deep or it can like completely go silent either way, Mm -hmm. but it's reading the room and understanding what your client's needs are and uncovering them and then delivering what you're supposed to do so that the customer leaves with a positive experience and i've said it before every time i've gone to athletes potential which is usually once a month
1: Mm -hmm.
2: i leave better than when i came and then the following days it even becomes better for minor body aches that i have such as like you know your shoulders your hands the things that i come in for yeah, but the one hour a month that I just spend there, it's not just for physical. It's also like part of the community. We come in, we yeah. talk. Everybody knows everybody. Yep. Uh, people know people that know there. Like you know, it is part of like a social circle, totally. and the social codes are all the same in general. Yeah, it just crossing types of services. You know, I I've been in retail. I've been in commercial real estate, I've been in corporate America and barbering literally was never on right. my list. Yeah. But it was economically the most economically stable sales job I could think of coming out of the 2008 uh, real estate recession mm-hmm. and then going into something completely different. Yeah. Um but it covid proved that Within a week of shutting down, people didn't care. They wanted haircuts besides <laughs> the fact of all the, you know, COVID-19 stuff. But yeah. that would be one of the main reasons that I picked it. And also it's challenging every day yeah. and it's different every day. And I can yeah. see the same in your industry. Not totally. the, not every person that walks in, walks in with the same opportunity for their body. Yep. And well, it's fun. It keeps you on your toes and... It's challenging. Sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, I think it's like the most honorable way to make a living. You know, it's like you're providing some talent that you possess. And I've always thought if you genuinely just like doing something and you are adept at it and you can find a way to make that into a career, that is where I'm at right now in my, my life. And it's the, It's always like, I'm always afraid that it's not real because I'm here, you know? Yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, like, you know, and then you always say you want more. And then as I'm aging, I'm like, this is it. This is good. Like, just maintain what you have and maintain your body. And um, I think you would say, what do I do to keep my body healthy? Not a lot. Like, I mean, (laughs) I'm being honest, like I, you know, I do the basics and I I do think for my personal body, being on my feet all day is better than sitting down all day. And that's just for me personally, everybody's different. Well,
1: Um, I think what's really cool about that, you bring up, you bring up a few things in that. I think one, um, it is challenging every day, but I think for the people that, that are listening to this, uh, it's challenging for probably the reasons that, um, you aren't as uh noticeable on the surface because at some point i'm sure you've seen just about every hairline there are there is out there right like um guys's hair is not that complicated um however what makes it so challenging is i'm assuming the communicate how many times do you say like, hey J- hey you know what are we doing today like uh, i don't know like uh, maybe something on the sides and like you know kind of laying it out of time. Like, you have to decipher what somebody's talking about. You have to you know, pick up on the appropriate communication cues. Does this person want to talk when they're here? Do they have something to get off their chest? Do they just want to sit and get their hair cut? What is the social cues that I need to work with? And who is this person sitting in my chair? That whole social aspect of it is so fun and challenging. It's being a part of the community. It's being a part of that person's life. Because you're right. It is an honorable uh, uh, way to make an, um, uh, way to make a living where you get to actually like boost somebody's confidence where they every like in 40 minutes you get to make them feel more confident than they have in the past three weeks
2: yeah and if you handle your business professionally and in a manner that the general public is happy with every visit that they get there Mm -hmm. like you're and you're someone who is genuinely interested in people then you're willing to you know go the extra mile generally speaking And the respect is returned in my experience because I have a skill set that people do not have, but hair grows and they need a haircut, you know? And yeah, a lot of guys will come in and not know what they want, but they, interestingly enough, they'll know what they don't want. (laughs) So it's just asking questions or open ended questions when you're doing the consultation, like Mm -hmm. in any other sales job, you're trying to just, figure out what what are we doing here yep. and you know what what is it that that person is interested in and in a lot of other sales jobs the buyer in this case or the client usually has an expectation and whether that expectation is realistic does fall in the lap of the service provider Sure. And sure. and that's in any situation, right? Someone comes to you and says, oh, my meniscus is torn. A little tape here, a little Windex and a little yeah. hot glue. And we're good. Right. And you're like, no, it doesn't work that way.
1: Right. You know,
2: yeah. and yeah, it's yeah. Same as, like someone comes in who doesn't have a lot of real estate on their head. And they're like, can we do the Brad Pitt and Fury? And I'm like, that wasn't even Brad Pitt's hair. So, <laughs> no, we can't do that, you know, and it's like, but being respectful and, you yeah. know, it's, and I always say it's just hair till it's your hair. Mm. And I feel that way about any other type of product that I'm working in that, you know, if someone's coming to spend their money that they've earned for a service and I do find the health and beauty industry is one of the industries that does give people that small feeling of luxury as a human for mm-hmm. self-care that you can go and get done, and you get to sit down, and somebody pamper[s] you, somebody shampoos you. They put a hot towel on your face. Sure. You get a couple dick jokes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's all, all good. And you yeah. leave there, and you're yeah. like, okay, this con- this doesn't suck so bad. You know, it's yeah. like like everybody in there's having a good time, and and it's a special place, very yeah. special.
1: Oh my know? gosh! I think like um, and, and you know, it's interesting, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I feel like since like we'll call it like early 2010s. Um, I feel like the barbershops are on the rise again with popularity. Like all of a sudden it's like, they like rose from the dead. Like, I feel like I didn't hear anything about barbershops until it was like, Oh, you only go to a barbershop if you're going to get your haircut or, uh,
2: you're, you're absolutely right. And that goes back to like the eighties when salons became the premier place for everyone to go get a haircut Mm. because you could make appointments Mm -hmm. And you would have all this pampering and stuff to where the the barbershop culture kind of aged out for a Mm -hmm. moment in the 80s and 90s. And then most people under the age of 50 are used to some type of appointment-based haircutting appointment. Mm -hmm. So when we offered haircut appointments with a barbershop, I think that was the first, um, if you will, like the first brain brainstorm idea that put the barber shops back on the market Mm -hmm. because men's lives are now calendars yeah just as much as women's you know that you have a kid you have a business you have a a relationship
0: you know if it's
2: not on my calendar i can't do it you know and so to be able to offer that but then offer it with professional barbers that are there running on time because and like in any other industry, you're only as good as you know your last day of business. totally because if you're not gonna come back tomorrow and do it all over again, then you know it's not gonna work. one hundred percent. to that point, there's this barber that I
1: used to go to down in Mississippi, and I really liked him. I thought he gave really good haircuts, but I had to stop going to him because, like, I mean, I never knew if I was gonna be on the chair for an hour and a half legitimately, right? or if he was going to be thirty minutes late. Or if I was gonna like, I had no idea. Like I was like, well, my appointments at like two, but I guess I got to block off from like two to four, and like that's fine for like once, right? Um, but then two or three times starts becoming a pattern. It's like, man, I can't can't deal with that in my life.
2: No, not at all. And you know, when I first started trying to create a team, one of the hardest obstacles that I had was finding talent in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, this this industry has a lot of great talent, but I was specifically looking for someone that shared the same philosophy that I do on how we treat customers and how we look at our work days and how we treat our career. It's not just a job, you know? Because, I mean, everyone that works in the shop will earn over six figures cutting hair in this shop. Yeah. And and that means that we're busy every day. Everyone takes a half hour lunch break
1: mm-hmm. by
2: by design because everyone has their own schedule. Yeah. And, and other than that, we're just cutting hair until we get there, till we leave. Yeah. And I think that's an ex what's this? Oh, there you are. You better be careful. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. your naked picture came up. Okay. Is that you? No. Can you hear me now? I can't hear you. I can now. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Cool. Did I do that? Top. No, that was me from the top. Okay. Um, No, I totally agree. And I think that the, um, one of the coolest things about owning a business, right? is typically the clientele that um come in or you that use your service the team that you grow it's a reflection of you it's a reflection of like what you want it's a it's a reflection of how you thought hair should be cut and you feel that when you walk in you can definitely feel like there's a there's a personality to the shop right and yeah. um and that's an that's a great place to be it's a hard thing to cultivate Uh, You have to know exactly what you want. You have to know exactly who you are. You have to know exactly what your customers want to feel like when they leave. If you don't know that, that's when you get this ambiguity kind of falling in. But that's not the case at the trophy room. It's very obvious what the personality is. And most people will probably be able to to describe your shop and you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Right?
2: Right. Same for athlete's potential, though. You know, I've sent a few customers that way and then they come back and we touch base and they're like, man they're just like it's a well-run ship like you get there you get seen you they actually listen to what you're saying like where they've had different experiences at at other um, physical therapist institutes or offices or practices but it it's been my experience that if you're open to it and and i'm and i use the word universe lightly but the universe kind of throws the same people in the same circle. And (laughs) if if you just keep riding the circle, you end up crossing with each other more than once. And then that kind of, you know, just happens. I mean, it's happened for me probably since I was a child, like six times where you meet a group of people and you're like, Oh, this is my tribe. And all of a sudden, like the guys that start coming to me, in my, in my chair, we all are very, uh, we have a lot of similar interests. We have a lot of, you know, where totally. it's the same anywhere, not good or bad or different. It's just different, you know, yeah. but yeah. for me, that's one of the like best parts of owning my own business is that at the end of the day, when I lay down at night and I'm just like, okay, like it feels really good. I don't know any other words to say it to know that today was all your choices and you made your choices and you stood by your grounds. And I mean, I have an operating agreement with myself for my business Mm. that makes sure that, you know, like if I start kind of thinking that I'm getting, you know, too, too busy or whatever, I want to change the dynamic of what my initial thought was. I have to go sit with my attorney and sit with the operating agreement and look at it And be reminded of like what our original intent was, Mm. you know, unless it became the intended use of another generational use from someone else at the shop, you know, which would be out of my hands after that. But while I'm there, I'm making sure that if you're getting a haircut, you are seen, you know, and I've gone into other establishments. I used to go and make appointments with other barbers to see if they wanted if I could poach them. Mm, you know yeah yeah i would say let's say i did 10 appointments over the course of eight years half of them weren't there when i showed up for my appointment
1: Mm -hmm.
2: they just Mm -hmm. weren't there yep and i was like okay well that makes it easy um (laughs) i asked for a remedial haircut and um i wasn't happy with the net result yep you know was maybe a couple but the most Disappointing part of the industry, when I went out into more of the corporate haircutting companies, is mm-hmm. that the those companies aren't looking for the best talent. Yeah. You know, they have a business model to run and stuff like that. So in the same vein as like physical therapy or any other service business, there's different lanes. Yeah. You know, and people provide sure. different services for certain reasons. But if you're really good at one thing, which I'm really good at cutting men's hair, yeah. I have 10 really good haircuts under my belt. I know what I know what I'm able to do. Mm-hmm. And I have built an eight-year career on that so far. That's awesome. And and no sign of stopping, God willing. Yeah. You know, Amazing. and yeah. the same for everyone else that owns their own business, you know, and yeah, I've learned a lot from how to lower my taxable rate mm-hmm. by taking other calculated or some speculative risks. Yeah. But, you know, building wealth is also part of the goal from owning a small business and lowering your taxable rate by using it to your advantage based on what's available out there. And for me, from day one, I surrounded myself with a bookkeeper that we meet mm-hmm. once a month. We yep. reconcile everything we know where everything is we know what was spent and then my cpa is quarterly and my attorney is quarterly nice. and you just meet and you have what's come up in the last three months yep. this let's take a look at it it stays on point point. and for anyone else that owns a business a small business i can't recommend quickbooks online
1: mm-hmm.
2: for everyone it is extremely object oriented you can put all your credit cards on there your find your bank statements. Everything automatically downloads into your general ledger. Yeah, and yeah. and your fingertips could just pull up any report that your accountant or bookkeeper needs. Or actually, they can log in and do it for you now. I haven't had to meet <laughs> face to face in almost two years. Amazing. Which opens up space, you know. And I think totally. everyone's ultimate goal is to have financial and emotional freedom. Right. Sure. And
1: well, let's uh let's pivot for a second. So do it. yeah, yeah, let's pivot for a second. So you have um so you know, this is called the active Atlanta podcast, right? And I think it's really interesting with some of the stuff that you're kind of talking about before. When you're talking about, well, um, what does let me ask you this before I put any words in your mouth, in your position. With your business, the team that relies on you, um, both in the shop, your professional team that you surround yourself with, people will dev- will rely on you to be a high performer. What does being an athlete mean to you? What does an athlete mean mean to me? Mm-hmm. How do you consider? Why Why would you consider yourself an athlete? Let me rephrase that.
2: I mean in the in the context of athlete, I see myself as someone that is in a physical job. Mm -hmm. And I do that job 40 hours a week, 10 hours a day. Yeah. And my body receives all sorts of stress from all of that. Yeah. And just like an athlete who is using, you know, resistance to build muscle I'm just using repetitive motion and not building muscle, but yeah. you know what I, it's, it's, you know, like for example, my trigger finger, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that is from just pulling hair tight all day long. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pull the hair tight, you don't get the haircut. Right. right. So you got to do it. And it's a labor of love, if you will, like you can't stop doing it. Yeah. And from repetitive my finger, motion, just like
1: a baseball player throwing that same pitch over and over. again.
2: Absolutely. So by coming to athletes potential and getting dry needling with electrodes, getting, um, uh, cupping done, getting deep, deep, deep tissue, like, um, work and watching like literally feeling and watching oxygen and blood moving into those areas that I was currently explaining that word in pain, like, like it's, you know, it's like, it's like your little, like, Witch doctor, you know, yeah, yeah, but it's not yeah. a witch doctor. It's legit. Right.
1: Totally. Well, and I think it's really cool too because you brought up when we were before we were talking the um, how it is important for you to treat your body like an athlete would, right? Where you have to make sure that you are um, giving yourself some TLC, right? Like we can't cut your hair for you over at Athlete's Potential. Uh, we got people that can do that for you, but uh, we can help you take care of your body. We can make sure that you're performing at a high level. Um, because it's people like you who we really enjoy working with where, um, we call them our professional athletes, right? We got, uh, people who are, um, high performers at work. Um, they've got big goals with life and they want to make sure that they can perform, um, and either in work or with their families or outside of work or with their side hustles or whatever that case may be. Um, you need your body to perform well to be able to do so. Um, you know, I think it was like, I I think it's, um, some. Some quote that I heard at some point where it was, uh, um, you know, a healthy man has a million dreams. An unhealthy man, well, you know, it's 2023, uh, an el- unhealthy person has but one dream, right? Uh, and that's to be healthy again. So being able to take care of your body, and you do an incredible job at that in terms of making sure that you take care of the body that helps feed the engine for supplying your dreams,
2: right? It, um, it, is, it is the most practical concept that you can implement as a working professional with your body, yeah. you know, and yeah. offering the, the one thing I wanted to bring up that it's off topic, but the one thing when I tell customers about this, the, the, about all of the wonderful things that I think athletes potential serves this community with, It's interesting when you get people who are price driven about life. Mm, And they'll ask me how much the rate is. And I will tell them. And they'll be like, ugh. And I was like, hold on. Hold on. You'll spend that money on anything else but your body in a (laughs) blink of an eye. And for me, I would rather know that it's going to take me so many haircuts to come see you. Mm-hmm. and put that aside and know in the back of my head that once my little knee starts to get sore it's it's the way the universe works it's only three days away from my next appointment <laughs> so you know yeah. i'd say i'd give you a hundred percent but i'd give you 99 percent because if yeah. it went the full 30 days and i'd be doing a commercial for you yeah. but <laughs> yeah. you know but you, you yeah. know what i'm saying i'm kidding but totally yeah it, yeah and And for people that are listening, it's important to understand what your value is. And it's one of those things that I do not consider. Well, I consider a non-negotiable on my budget. Yeah. You know,
1: well, it's the same thing as cutting hair, right? Like, sure, man, go pay $10 from Uncle Joe to go cut your
2: hair, right? Like, good luck. (laughs) Guess what? It's going to grow back all sorts of weird. Man. You know, you can go get somewhere and have somebody touch you. And I'm not picking on anyone. I'm not trying right. to be right. like argumentative with anyone. I'm not trying to, sh- you know, start stuff, but it's a fact of it's Fact. It's a fact. You go some places and you walk out and you're like, that's nothing. That was nothing. I got nothing, you know, yeah. and I'm not blaming anyone. It's just the way it works out. But with you guys, everyone comes back and, Generally speaking, most guys come back if they had a good experience at Trophy Room, yep. and if I can do that on a regular basis, I can go to bed at night and be like, "Okay, I'm I'm contributing successfully and positively to the community." Yeah, I am coming home and taking care of my animals and my friends, and then get up the next day and do it all over again. And we're doing it in our what I call Zoil. You know, again, space- I'm sorry. The soil, okay. The Zoil. okay. Soil. It's, like, it's, like okay. it's like your area of energy, you know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And energy just kind of attracts the same people, and some not the same, but it's having the luxury of being self-employed and not having to answer to someone gives me the opportunity to whether or not I want to participate. But it has made me a better person being self-employed because I'm able somehow to see a bigger picture than what's happening right in front of me and be like, let the intrusive thoughts, let the interruptive thoughts, let all those thoughts that get in the way of you running your business, it helps them just kind of dissipate
1: yeah. because
2: you know if you stay the course of what you planned, you can't be beat unless there's something outside of control that we would never know was going to happen like COVID or something, you know, totally 100%.
1: Um, Rolando, this has been an awesome conversation. We've talked about, uh, you know, QuickBooks. We've talked about, uh, what it takes to be a good barber. We've talked about the, the soul of, uh, trophy room. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and we didn't even get to touch on one of your favorite things, real estate next time. Um, next time. Yeah. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you if they need a haircut, right? Um what's the what's the
2: best way that they can get a hold of you? Thanks Jake. Please visit us on www.trophyroom.com and you can make an appointment online with one of the four of us. There's Sean, there's James, Chad and me. And everyone there is awesome. Everyone there takes their job very seriously and making sure that the customer gets what they want when they want it and looking their best when they leave, you know, yeah. and, and it's easier to be nicer than to be difficult. I have found as a, as a business owner there and the rest is easier after that, you know,
1: 100%. I totally agree. Boy,
2: I just chatted for a whole half hour. I told you I was going to get it and go. Out yeah. there. <laughs> Man, how did you get the rights to the trophy room URL? That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, Believe it or not, any barbershop that had previously been named Trophy Room were so old that they would never, the internet wasn't around. <laughs> and that's awesome. I didn't, we can talk about this too. I did not, um, oh, I'm losing the train of thought, not brand it. I didn't um, trademark it. Yeah. Just because there were so many. But that's another interesting conversation that we can have based on a friend of mine who owns a clothing retail company and he never trade we can talk this another time if you bring up trademarking on something yeah we have a i have a ton of information on that for people that are thinking about trademarking their business name and for what intended use their business is
1: Mm -hmm. part three Part three, part two, real estate, part three, trademarking. Rolando, Uh thank you so much for hopping on the podcast, man. You are just a wealth of knowledge and always so fun to talk with. And uh, y'all, if you need a haircut, go hit up Trophy Room. Thanks, Jake.
0: All right, that's it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.